The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. New choices, new platforms, new care models. In the healthcare of tomorrow, consumers win. But who will design it? What will it look like? And how long will it take? We're here to answer those questions with some provocative thinking about how to create the healthcare that people actually want. Ready to roll up your sleeves, look at the world a little differently, and explore the frontiers of consumer health together? Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm Jared Johnson, ready to share some more provocative thinking about building the healthcare of tomorrow. This season, we're attempting the deepest dive that's ever been done on the disruptive organizations that are likely to impact the experience of healthcare consumers for years to come. For more provocative thinking, we hope you'll follow us and check out our previous episodes, all 200 of them. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. So here's what's going to go down today. We have the flavor of the week about Walmart and United Health's new Medicare Advantage partnership. Can they truly compete on cost and access, and what impact might this have on the retail wars? I'll talk about that. Then Dr. Gordon Chen is in the house to discuss ChenMed's vision of transformative care and disruptive physician leadership. Dr. Chen is the chief medical officer at ChenMed, and he dives into key parts of the company's story as portrayed in the new book, The Calling, which he co-authored with his brother, Christopher. And I get help with hosting from Zane and James Gardner. This episode is jam-packed, so it's time to dive right in. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. According to a press release and numerous news sources, Walmart and United Health Group are rolling out a major partnership to provide healthcare services and improve the patient experience for Medicare Advantage enrollees in certain markets across the country. The 10-year collaboration between Walmart Health and Optum will begin in 2023 in Florida and Georgia, where Walmart Health has a combined 15 locations. Eventually, the collaboration will be expanded across the U.S., serving Medicare Advantage health plan enrollees no matter which health plan seniors choose. Over time, the collaboration could mean hundreds of thousands of new customers for both Walmart and United Health, which is all already the biggest provider of Medicare Advantage coverage as the nation's largest health insurer with 7 million Medicare Advantage enrollees. It could mean a huge influx of seniors into Walmart Health locations and potentially more subscribers to United Health Group's Medicare Advantage plans. Three things stand out to me about the announcement. First, the partnership. I am so not surprised that this type of frenemy setup is coming from United. They practically invented it. Second, the time period, 10 years. It makes me wonder why they would even announce that part right now. Is it just to give themselves more runway while they change their services over time? That actually might not be a bad idea. And third, the vision. Doug McMillan, the CEO of Walmart, said the following. We're on a journey to transform healthcare, connecting more people to the right care at the right time at a cost that makes sense. This collaboration puts the patient at the center of healthcare by leveraging the strength and complementary skill sets of our two companies to accelerate access to quality care, unquote. So they plan to compete on cost and access, two things that hospitals, no matter how hard they try, historically have struggled with. So is this a consumer-first health service? Let's look at the four components of consumer-first health. First, what will the experience be? There are vague details at best, but at a base level, it sounds like Medicare Advantage members taking care of some primary care services 
services at Walmart Health Clinics and more value-based collaboration. Second, what's the business model? I can't help but wonder if the lack of a far-reaching health plan has been one of Walmart's deterrents up to this point. Third, how is it built? Back to the press release, which says Optum will help enable Walmart health clinicians through analytics and decision support tools to deliver comprehensive value-based care that can help drive positive health outcomes for Medicare beneficiaries. Yes, that's a mouthful, but it continues. These capabilities will enhance the care already provided at Walmart health centers, which deliver quality, accessible care through a collaborative team-based delivery model and will help accelerate the transition to value-based care by enabling clinicians to focus on patient outcomes. Fourth, how will it be marketed? Marketed, aka what's the value prop to consumers? Beginning in January, this collaboration will include a co-branded Medicare Advantage plan in Georgia called, get ready for this, United Healthcare Medicare Advantage Walmart Flex. And Walmart Health Virtual Care will be in-network for commercial members in United Health's Choice Plus PPO plan, giving consumers another option to access care when and where they want it. So yeah, you can probably tell I'm not the biggest fan of that name. It's slightly cringy. I mean, like, why not just call it Flex? But hey, what do I know? As always, hospitals and health systems should not wait to see whether this pans out. They should take a page from this book and become hyper-focused on improving cost and access for their own consumer populations. That's another way that we'll build the healthcare of tomorrow. And that's the flavor of the Week. All right, everyone, let's get into the flow. Give it up for Dr. Gordon Chen, Chief Medical Officer at Chen Med. Dr. Chen, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Thank you, Jared. So happy to be here with you. I also want to welcome Zane. How are you? Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me again. And welcome, Dr. Chen. And James, we've got you here. How's, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. I'm excited to be here with uh, an awesome, awesome guest. Welcome, Gordon Chen. Dr. Chen, what have we missed in your bio? What would you like our listeners to know about you and your background? Well, I um, am a passionate, mission-driven physician leader that's trying to transform American healthcare and trying to look for as many people that want to transform American healthcare to join us. That's a tall order. (laughs) (laughs) Can be done. That's amazing. We're going to dig into this a lot and how that has to do with some of the things that Chenman is working on and, and what your vision is. Let's start here. Can you tell us someone you look up to and, and why this can be personally or professionally? Sure. Right out of the gates, when I think of someone I look up to, I think of my father. I mean, my father is someone who literally came to America for opportunity and he found opportunity. But he came here with almost nothing. He persevered through so much challenge and so many trials, poverty, bankruptcy, new language, just a different culture, sickness, cancer. And throughout all of those experiences, he developed a deeper and more meaningful faith that has helped him persevere through all of these challenges and come out stronger. So right out of the gates, I mean, I just have so much love and appreciation for my father. He also is someone, you know, it's just amazing because he's, you know, a physician, PhD in biochemistry. I could always go to him with any type of question, the deepest science question, the broadest faith question, family questions, and, and the wisdom that comes along with his answers have just been tremendous. And so for me to, to have that access to that type of wisdom that isn't really wisdom that you find like in the world today. It's almost like out of this world wisdom. 
you know, wisdom that comes from the Bible and also from his experiences, you know, you know, living in, in different countries, seeing so much, experiencing so much, and then applying it both as deep as you can get to into, into science and then as broad as you can get to as well. So my dad is my superhero. What an inspiration. Yeah. And I love how you distinguished wisdom as part of that, because that is so important for us. I mean, as, as a people, as, as a culture, that's fantastic. So let's talk about a couple of things here, Dr. Chan. One thing I know that at ChenMed, uh, what you're trying to do is define a term transformative care and how that's different than other terms we might hear, everything from value-based care to other things. What does that mean? And, and what are you attempting to do by defining that term? Sure, Jared. Transformative care is what ChenMed is trying to do in our journey to transform American healthcare. In today's day and age, everyone is familiar with this fee-for-service transactional care. Some people call it sick care. And they realize that transactional care is necessary, but it's not sufficient. And there's so many broken aspects of that, that been this huge push to value, value-based care. And that's been the buzzword. And what I often see is that people try to straddle the line between transactional care and value. And it's like having a foot in, in two different boats. And it's going to be very difficult to keep your balance or to get anywhere if you have a foot in two different boats, right? So the goal is not value-based care, which is the first step for most people out of a transactional care model. The goal is really to produce outcomes for patients, better outcomes for patients that lead to longer life and better health, more quality of life. And that's what I call outcomes-based care. To do well in outcomes-based care, you need to have the alignment of incentives, which means when patients can avoid heart attack, stroke, hospitalizations, then providers should be winning, right? Doctors and, and team members should be winning. And that's what I call outcomes-based care, which ultimately requires behavior change in providers and in patients, because you cannot get to better outcomes unless you have behavior change. Now, the amount of emphasis that goes into training physicians, clinicians, how to inspire the patients to change their behaviors cannot be overstated. It takes a lot of effort to get anyone to change their behavior, right? But if you, if you need to get to better health and better outcomes, then you need, to, you need to focus on behavior change. Now, back to transformative care. What is transformative care? Transformative care is scaling an outcomes-based model so that you can actually transform more broadly. You can transform not just a community, you can transform a state or even the whole country. And to have an effective transformative care model, you really need three things. And this is what we try to, to really focus on at Chenmet. Number one, you need mission-driven culture that gets championed wherever, wherever you are. So uh, this mission-driven culture is so important because ultimately, if you don't have deep within the leader or the clinician a desire to care and help the patients that they're serving, it's going to be hard for them to get them to change their behaviors or create the trust that you need to get them to change their behaviors, right? So that mission drive is so important. That's number one. Number two is a physician leadership development culture. Because ultimately, if you're going for outcomes and you're taking care of really sick, complex patients, you need someone who understands all of that complexity 
to be leading the charge. And so physicians need to be able to step up and lead themselves and lead others. That's number two. And number three, you need the right technology and data that is designed for both outcomes and for scale. And so transformative care for what we are doing at ChinMed, we, we want people to understand that the goal is not just to step out of transactional into value. The goal is outcomes and scaling outcomes across this country, which we are calling transformative care. That term is talked about in this new book that you actually just co-authored with your brother, Christopher. It's titled The Calling, A Memoir of Family, Faith, and the Future of Healthcare. And I wonder if we could tackle each of those three topics separately. And So the first one would be family. So I, I know the story of Chen Med begins with your father, Dr. James Chen, and when he was told that he had eight weeks to live. Can you tell us more about that experience and, and how it led to founding the company? So I intimately remember that well because... I got married <laughs> in a hurry because I didn't think my dad was going to make it. And so it started with my dad literally just having numbness on his left upper lip, just a little section of his lip. He went to go get checked out, had a CT scan reveal that there was a golf ball sized mass behind his nose and that was impacting his cranial nerves, hence this numbness on his lip. And a biopsy showed that that mass was a squamous cell carcinoma, which meant that number one, he probably had two months to live and that he would need this horrendous disfiguring surgery to remove his face to give him a shot to maybe live a few months more. And my dad calls me and says, Gordon, I need you to pick me up. I'm like, dad, what do you mean? Well, I can't drive. I just heard this news. What news? Oh, and then I found out. And then we, we went on this journey as a family that w was really described as, as just tremendous amount of suffering and just gave us the experience of what patients that are, that oftentimes are fighting for their lives, what they experience in a broken, uncoordinated healthcare system. So, you know, I had an emergency wedding to make sure my dad was at the wedding. Like I was engaged to get married. But we said, let's go ahead and get married and the next day. So 24 hours later, I got married during the wedding, found out that the diagnosis was actually wrong. And it was actually a curable cancer called large B-cell lymphoma, curable with chemotherapy and radiation. So best wedding present ever, <laughs> right? Found that out. And then right after you know my wedding, we went to a cancer center in, in Texas to try to figure out how to fight this, right? And doctor visits and tests and, and trying to, you know, get on schedules and trying to fight the clock as well, because, you know, initially we couldn't even get in to see a doctor and we're trying to fight this timeline with this mask growing behind my dad's nose. How are we going to make it in time so that more of his you know nerves or his face wouldn't be taken up by this mask while we're trying to fight this cancer and get them into this broken healthcare system, right? So it, we struggled. We had um, ER visits for blood clots, um, for neutropenic fever, for seizures, you know, for even a stroke, right? And my, my dad, a primary care physician, would often think, what about my patients? Like he was taking care of old, poor, sick patients in, in Miami Gardens. And we thought, who was fighting for them? They didn't have the education or the resources or the connections in the field that we did. And we were barely surviving. How would they survive? And so that burning desire 
of figuring out, of experiencing the suffering, but then applying it more broadly and recognizing that people all over this country are suffering and dying unnecessarily because we have this broken healthcare system. That's how, that's really how ChenMed was birthed. And that also gave us as an opportunity as a family to bond over that, to experience how precious family is, how precious life is, and then and to come together and say, hey, we can work together to not only save my dad's life, but then also to figure out how to transform healthcare so other people wouldn't have to suffer the way that we did. What an incredible story. You know, Dr. Chen, as I reflect on you know, people that are doing really amazing things in life, be it in healthcare, other industries, it always seems like there's some sort of founding story that's rooted in you know, some type of major trauma, major crisis that allows them to, in a sense, like see the light or, or see a path forward or, or recognize something about the world that's so terribly out of joint, they want to go and fix it. And so I certainly see that here with the story of your father and, and ultimately what came of it. I wanted to ask you, Dr. Chen, it's certainly evident in some of your opening comments. It's evident on your website um, and even just evident in your temperament and spirit that faith is something that's very important to you all. And tell me, how has that been impacted? You know, where you all have taken the company, how you all are serving, what you all are passionate about. Talk to us about that. I'm happy to. And, you know, faith is something that obviously is deeply personal. I certainly don't want anyone to feel like I'm pushing my faith on anyone else, but I want to be transparent with who I am and how faith is really defines who I am, right? It's a deep part of my life. And so as we've experienced my dad's cancer and the struggles through that, we already had strong faith going into that and then experiencing that. And then, you know, just watching, watching God open doors, watching God save my father and just things that we literally, we, we just couldn't explain other than just having a spirit of, of gratitude and appreciation for what God is doing in our lives. Even as we think about ChenMed, you know, going from, you know, one doctor's office to being in, in 15 states, you know, having 105 medical centers and really leading this healthcare revolution, we can look to so many different times where we couldn't explain why doors were opened or why things happened or why my dad was saved from cancer, why my brother was saved from COVID. Um, so many different things we literally just we couldn't explain, but we could see and feel and experience God's presence throughout each of those challenges and also, quite frankly, through the successes as well. So faith is something for us that defines us. And in our faith is this deep commitment to taking care of the vulnerable, to helping those that need help, the, the old, the poor, the sick, the, the forgotten. How can we stand up for those that don't have a voice? And how can we serve God by spreading that type of love, that type of sacrificial love? I want to take care of someone else in their hurt, in their suffering, as I would want someone to take care of me in my hurt and my suffering. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Stay tuned for more provocative thinking after the break. (laughs) 
Hey, listen up, y'all. Did you know that nearly 60% of people wish their healthcare provider sent them more relevant health information? And 42% would even consider switching to a different provider that sent them more, according to a recent survey of patients in the U.S. The vast majority of them would prefer to get that information via email or text. Persado is a natural language AI company that provides healthcare organizations with pre-developed, pre-optimized messaging journeys proven to build digital relationships, improve health goals, and increase patient retention. Deliver better health outcomes and revenue growth with Persado's data-driven content that inspires action. Visit persado.com to learn more. That's persado, P-E-R-S-A-D-O.com to find out how Persado can help. Okay, back to the flow. Yeah, that's an important part of this this whole story, I feel like. And I'm so glad it was part of the book. Because like you said, that that it really is part of the experience of so many of us in healthcare. And so it, I'm, I'm glad that was part of the book. Then the third part that you mentioned, in at least in the title, and I know there's a lot more in the book, one of the other areas was the future of healthcare. And uh, James and Zane uh, would both agree, we're, we're very interested in just your perspective on the future of healthcare. And I know the book describes, I think what it referred to as the expensive, uncoordinated and ineffective care that you saw with your father's prognosis. And at one point, he was there asking, if, you know, if a family of doctors with connections can't navigate this system, what chance do my patients have? I think you kind of alluded to that earlier. So I wondered if you could just give us a reality check, if we could just kind of step back a little bit and think about the industry. What kind of progress can we realistically expect in improving the experience for patients and their loved ones, like say over the next two to three years? I think everyone realizes that healthcare is broken and we need something better. Healthcare is also in a time of tremendous change right now. You have labor costs that are going up for hospitals, shrinking margins. You have all of these public companies going really hard into not just healthcare, but primary care to try to disrupt it. And you have this continued blurring lines between, you know, payer and provider. And so healthcare is certainly changing. I don't think over the next two to three years, realistically across America, there's going to be significant change for how patients would experience it. But I, I know that change is coming probably more rapidly than it ever has in healthcare. And so I think that that is exciting. I think that there is more emphasis in primary care than ever before. There needs to be. Primary care needs to quarterback the health of patients. Because if you think of all the different specialties, primary care is the only one where you're really taking care of the human, the whole person. The question is, how do you equip primary care to lead the charge? That's the main question. And there are many different approaches to that. You know, I know there are a lot of companies in retail that are going into primary care and they're thinking about things like access and scale. And I think that that is important. However, the big missing link is primary care needs to learn how to actually lead this healthcare revolution. And I don't mean business people. I mean, primary care providers need to learn because ultimately if we invest in the primary care providers, PCPs or clinicians, phys physicians, they relate most closely with other physicians and clinicians, and they prefer to be led by other physicians and clinicians that understand their perspective, understand what it's like to be responsible for someone else's life. And so we need to create an environment where we're pouring into our PCPs, our physicians, our clinicians, and helping them to grow 
as leaders so they can lead themselves more effectively and then they can lead others as well. If I could uh, drill into that a little bit more, Dr. Chen, in some of our conversations with other disruptors, one of the business challenges that consistently comes up is recruiting and retention of clinicians. So let me ask you, what's it like to work at ChenMed? What's your value proposition, not so much for patients, but for doctors, nurse practitioners, and other clinicians? And how are you dealing with retention challenges? Great question, James. We are still learning how to better recruit, hire, train, develop, and retain physicians. And we're probably leading the charge on that. We're trying to recruit, hire, and train over a 1,000 PCPs over the next 15 months or so. And we continue to almost double the amount of physicians that we bring in year over year. And so we're doing a lot right, but we have a long ways to go to continue to learn how to do this in a way that we can transform American healthcare. And I think what physicians and clinicians want, number one, is they want to be connected deeply with their mission of the organization and connect it to their own purpose. And so at ChenMed, we are the most mission-driven organization, certainly in healthcare, maybe broader. And I think that comes through in just in how our employees you know, talk about our company, you know, how we ended up on Newsweek's most loved company list or, or Fortune magazine's change the world list. And we continue to get great place to work, top place to work, whatnot, because we realize that we want to be the destination for the best doctors and the best clinicians in healthcare today. But not only do we want to be the destination for the best doctors, we, we want to be the best destination for them as well. And so we're creating that environment where they can come and really live their purpose and mission, number one. Number two, where they can get poured into and grow to their fullest potential. This is the missing link. Most organizations do not invest a tenth of what we invest into our clinicians. Our clinicians get four weeks of dedicated you know, training and onboarding to help them to not only develop personally, Right, professionally, like like really understand who they are as a person and as a leader, but then also how they can broaden their influence, how they can connect with patients, how they can lead this charge, this revolution in healthcare. Right. And then we after four weeks, we continue almost a year-long training for our PCPs, which we call black belt training, which helps them to become an outcomes-based champion. And they really learn how to manage their, their care team, how do they manage their, their panel of patients, how to, how to understand the business as well. And so physicians and clinicians, they love to be poured into, they love to grow and to learn. Now, what happens in today's day and age is you learn tremendously in a very narrow area in, in the clinical space, right? In medical school and residency. And you learn, you learn, you learn. And then all of a sudden you finish residency or fellowship. And then the learning dramatically slows down, right? And in most cases, people are just expected to just produce that. Oh, your, your training is done. Now you produce. Well, at ChenMed, the learning continues. And we want to help our PCPs or clinicians reach their full God-given potential. I think that that's been able to attract and retain a lot of our PCPs because they realize that no one's going to be pouring into them like we do. And then once you have that momentum and that culture 
of clinicians that love to learn, love to pour into others, and love to drive forward towards a great mission of transforming American healthcare, it's hard to replicate, right? And so we end up keeping just our amazing talent because nobody wants to leave that. It's so hard to find anywhere else. Love that. I'm just smiling to myself. I know we're off camera here, Dr. Chen, but I have a bunch of physician friends who work for traditional health systems. And just last night, we're complaining just how you know, brutal the work environment has become, how they really just feel like cogs in a wheel. You know, they don't have the autonomy. You know, they're not able to see patients for the amount of time they wish they could. And so I could totally see them, totally see the appeal to go to go work for someone and serve with people like yourself. I wanted to ask a little bit about, you know, call it physician training if you want. I'm trying not to be rude in asking this question, but, you know, when newer physicians come to you, or I would presume there are some that come straight out of medical school, what are some like things that you need to retrain them on or big ahas or big revelations that they come to understand when they start to work for you guys that they didn't necessarily pick up on through traditional methods or maybe at their past employer? We have a lot of physicians that come straight out of a residency training. And I think it's important to recognize that physicians are very skilled in a particular area, but to be honest, they're very unskilled in other areas. What do I mean by that? Medical school doesn't really teach you how to, to learn about yourself. It doesn't teach you how to really make deep and meaningful connections with others. In fact, it may actually encourage the opposite. It may encourage you to not have deep and meaningful relationships. And it encourages you to sacrifice relationships and let's call it the EQ for IQ or for knowledge, right? In an outcomes-based model that's striving to transform American healthcare, and, and this term we're calling transformative care, you need to have both EQ and IQ. And EQ can be trained. That's one component is EQ. But then the other thing is who's teaching them about the business? Clinicians cannot lead in healthcare unless they can lead the business. Does that make sense? And so oftentimes clinicians are like, oh, no, the business is for other people. Like let other people run that. But then they complain that they're not leading healthcare. Well, you can't lead without understanding the business, Right. So we at ChenMed, we want our, our clinicians to not only lead clinically, we want them to lead emotionally as well, that EQ muscle. We want them to also lead the business, right? And then ultimately, they brought in their own leadership abilities. And so there's so much leadership training and development material out there, but so little of in medical school and training, right? Now, the other thing, just from a patient perspective, I mean, my background is internal medicine and cardiology and the amount of training that I got on prevention or diet or lifestyle changes was very little, less than 1% of my time. Most of it was about focusing on, you know, the sickness and the disease and the imaging and the different protocols or medications, right? Usually the most important things for patients are the most basic things, like what are they eating? How are they exercising? Um, how do we help them along in their journey to eat right, exercise right, have the right social support, and have the right trust and engagement with healthcare? None of those things are taught. And so we need to emphasize that and train that, you know, here at Chen Med. And physicians, they get it. Like 
right away, but they just need an opportunity to really practice it because in most fee-for-service systems, a lot of that stuff is discouraged. Well, that's a good reminder to us, I think, about just the, the work that clinicians do and the training that does take place. And let's face it, this is not an easy job. So the emphasis on the training and all of the different aspects is so important for us to to be aware of and, and recognize that this is one of the reasons that the revolution in healthcare is complicated. And so I, for me, that was a great reminder. Dr. Chen, this, this has been so, so inspiring. It really has. Uh, it, it helps us just to hear the vision of, uh, you know, where physicians like yourself, you know, where your heart is with everything else going on. I only had one more question for you, which is just uh, for me to step, I keep hearing the word mission in all of this. And that comes down to the patients and their families. Would you have any message for patients and their families, especially those who would say they're struggling to navigate the healthcare system? What message would you have for them? One of the things from a patient perspective is if you're struggling in the broken healthcare system, you really need the right PCP champion to help you navigate the system. And to find the right PCP champion, you have to think, is this a physician or clinician that is incentivized by volume or by like the number of touches they have, or are they incentivized by health outcomes? And and that's really important. Do we have aligned incentives? So oftentimes there's this question when you see a physician today, they're like, are they trying to do a procedure on me because I need it? Or are they trying to do a procedure on me because they're incentivized to do more procedures, right? And so having that right trusting relationship with the PCP is super important. That That's number one. Number two is just in navigating the broken healthcare system, like who is bringing all of the different components of that together for you? The specialty visits, hospitalizations or procedures or tests, do you have the right person bringing that all together? Now, most patients, they love to see specialists, but what they don't realize is if your care is mainly specialist driven, then no one's bringing together the full picture. Okay. And this is back to getting the right PCP champion to help to make sure that all of the specialists are thinking about the big picture. They Specialists contribute a lot. They need to think about really what's best for the patient as a, as a human, as a person, rather than just a bunch of different diseases that the human experiences. We've sure appreciated your time here. For listeners who want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Is that on LinkedIn? Is that somewhere else on social media or a website maybe? Yeah, yeah. they're welcome to you know connect with me on LinkedIn, also Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like we have so many different ChenMed channels and, and you know ChenMed uh, uh, sites where the, they can learn more about ChenMed. For physicians interested in learning more about ChenMed, uh, visit www.chenmed.com forward slash physicians. So ChenMed.com forward slash physicians, they can learn more. We're always looking for great clinicians, great healthcare leaders that want to join us in this mission-driven healthcare revolution. Because it can be done. And Chen Med, we are growing at a doubling rate of about every two years we double, right? We need great clinicians, great physicians, great leaders, great team members to help us. And my promise to you is that 
we will pour into you. You will grow. You will be challenged. It will not be easy. It's not easy to do anything meaningful in life, but it will be certainly meaningful and impactful and would love to continue to find you know mission-driven clinicians and team members that want to join us in this fight that's inspiring it's fantastic thank you so much for being with us dr chen oh it's my pleasure thank you so much for having me you guys are such gracious hosts and um happy to come back anytime we sure will. Yeah, best of luck in all you're doing, Dr. Chan. Uh, everything you're doing to help make healthcare consumer first. We're so, so happy to hear about that. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again. Thank you.